0: This episode is sponsored by my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much to Christina N., Earl B., St. Peaches, Terence C., thank you to Carlos C. and Bonkers. A huge thank you to Viren A., Jordan, Roman, Philip, Mona and Luna, Legion, Hannah M., Brizo, and Abby R. Thank you so much for being here. If you're interested in becoming a patron to help support the podcast, then head over to patreon.com/tabitabipod. Choose the tier that fits your interest and enjoy early access, exclusive episodes, and more. Remember, it's patreon.com/tabitabipod. Mabuhay and welcome to Tabitabi Podcast. A show where we explore the fascinating and often mysterious folklore of the Philippines. I'm your host, Ethan, and in today's episode, we are diving into the world of the Capre. The Capre is a mythological creature from Filipino culture. You may have heard about this creature from your grandparents or friends who live in the Philippines. The Capre is frequently described as a tree giant that stands about 7 to 9 feet tall. They apparently have dark-colored and muscular and hairy body. Not only that, Capres are also thought to have a distinct body odor. What is the smell, you ask? Well, in the book, Philippine Demonological Legends and Their Cultural Bearings by Maximo Ramos, it was mentioned that the capri smell is the nauseating smell of a goat. The Capre's origins can be traced to the Spanish colonial era, where the term capre was derived from the Arabic word kafir, which means a non-believer. To elaborate further, here's what Mr. Maximo Ramos said about the origins of capre in the same book that I mentioned just a while ago. The Spanish impacts on Filipino culture led to a change in the terminology of local creatures. According to Ismael Ramelia, a cultural attache in the Arab Emirates office in Manila, An unconverted man was referred to as Kafir by his people. The Spaniards, who have lived through the Muslim Moors or Moros' authority of their land for almost 800 years, adopted the name Tafre to designate similar animals they learned about from the Filipinos upon their arrival in the Philippines in the 16th century. And because Filipino language lack the labiodental F sound, the phrase develops into what we know today as the capre. Now, often, according to people's stories, the capre has always been spotted smoking tobacco while perched on a limb or under a tree, providing an enticing scent that draws people. The capre is typically observed sitting on branches or under huge trees such as mangoes, bamboo, acacias, and the banyan tree, also known as balete, in the Philippines. They are also said to be dressed in bahag, which are traditional northern Philippine loincloths. The capre is also said to have a miraculous or mystical white stone, and when a human has it in their possession, the capre may grant any of their wishes. The capre is also believed to have a belt that grants him invisibility. It is said that once you are close enough to the Capre's vicinity, you could get a glimpse of its red coal eyes staring down from the treetops. It is also believed that the Capre cigar or tobacco pipes are blamed for the smoke and abundance of fireflies in forested places. Despite the Capre's appearance, they are not necessarily considered evil. However, They can turn vengeful if their dwelling tree is harmed. You see, capres are known for their mischievous nature. So, they have the habit of playing pranks on unsuspecting individuals, often causing them to become disoriented and lose their way even in familiar surroundings. There have been countless stories about people's encounters with capres, from witnessing rustling tree branches to hearing loud laughter emanating from an unseen source. Some have even reported seeing the Capri's red, glaring eyes peering through the darkness of the night. Like this story of a group of mountain climbers in the scenic province of Batangas that found themselves disoriented and unable to find their way home. The group seems to be circling back in the same area of the forest. Their repeated attempts to mark their trail proved useless, until a local man, well-versed in the rituals of respect and tribute to the Capre, came to their aid. Through prayer and a special ritual, he pleaded with the Capre to cease their pranks. Miraculously, the climbers were able to find their way down the mountain safely. More examples of people's Capre encounters can be found in the same book I mentioned earlier, The Philippine Demonological Legends and Their Cultural Bearings. The first story is about Artemio Azuelo. Artemio Suelo, who resides near a cluster of bamboo groves just around the corner from where the story was written in the book, recounts an incident involving his sons. As his sons were returning home on a cart pulled by a carabao from their farm in Bangor, they encountered a towering 12-foot creature with a dark complexion, attempting to overtake them while they were passing by the Bangor tree. Startled by the sight, one of them hastily jumped off the back of the cart and fled home in terror while the other remained helpless in the cart as it continued to be pulled by the Carabao, as its halter was out of its reach. Another story from the same book involves Hilarion Belloso, a skilled truck mechanic and tinsmith, who once possessed a refurbished weapons carrier which he used for his job of threshing rice. His method involved driving over the rice panicles repeatedly to separate the grains from the heads. One evening, he and his assistant drove to the open field behind Asuelo's house to collect a load of rice for threshing. It was during this time that they spotted a sizable figure squatting beside a stack of straw left to dry before being stored as livestock feed for the upcoming lean months. The figure appeared as tall while squatting as an ordinary person standing upright. Intrigued, the two men returned for more loads and confirmed that what they had seen was indeed a capre. Without uttering a word, they decided to head home, with plans to complete the job the following day. In those stories I mentioned, two of the encounters happened in the evening. That is because the Capre is predominantly active during the evening, and its thunderous laugh and glowing embers are telltale signs of its presence. Now, let's say you did encounter this Capre one night while you were out on a walk in the woods. That particular night, you feel a bit adventurous and courageous, and you decided at that time, at that moment, that you want to tame the Capre. Conveniently, on that particular night, you have a rope with you. If you attempt to capture the capre by lassoing it with a sturdy rope and securing the other ends of the rope to a nearby tree, come morning, you will discover that the end of the rope has mysteriously sunk into the ground. If you choose to dig the spot silently, a jar filled with gold awaits your discovery. However, beware. For the gold will transform into ashes, should anyone witness you digging it up, or attempting to transport it home. Although the Capri renders themselves invisible, they are known to reveal themselves to humans, either to frighten them, offer them friendship, or pursue them for love. Yes, love. The Capri you see is known to experience love and infatuation towards humans. If a capre befriends a person, especially out of love, it will follow its love interest throughout their life. And trust me, it's not a pursuit one can easily escape. They are known to be very persistent with their love interest and would make several attempts to woo her or this woman for their entire life. When they have their eyes set on a woman, they get very possessive and won't let any human men... Have her. The unsuspecting woman, on the other hand, doesn't see this nine foot tall behemoth as the monstrosity that it is. Instead, the woman sees the capre as a handsome fellow. The capre would do anything in its power to lure the woman out of its home and into their realm. Or they are also known to abduct the women they fancy to their world. Now, when I say abduct, I meant, or I think, how it goes is just spiritually. You see, the woman doesn't vanish in an instant. Instead, she becomes unconscious when she's being pursued by the Caprea, as what I have heard from my grandparents and other stories in my area. Now, as she becomes unconscious and ill, apparently no modern medicine can cure her. While the woman's body is ill and unconscious in the human realm, her spiritual self is happily staying in the Capri's realm, completely enticed by its beauty. If a woman eats a portion of food from the Capri's world, she can never leave. Her body will then deteriorate until she succumbs to her death. In these cases, the intervention of an albulario or a witch doctor is required to free a lady captivated by the Capri's obsessiveness. The albulario will perform a ritual to remove the Capri's influence and restore the well-being of the women. Unfortunately, we don't exactly know what ritual it is. Now, if you are someone who loves to take a walk outside in the evening and you want to avoid falling victim to the Capri's trickery or simply want to stay on their good side, here are a few tips. If you notice ash underneath trees, refrain from looking up and continue walking. Chances are, a Capra is residing in that particular tree, so best you move yourself. Next, if you find yourself lost to the Capra's mischievous behavior, take off your shirt and put it back on inside out. This method is widely observed for anyone lost in the woods. I don't know how. But somehow, the spell cast upon you is dispelled once you put your clothes inside out. Next, when passing under a giant tree that is believed to be a home for the capre, show respect and ask permission to pass through the forest by saying, tabi-tabi po. Lastly, try to maintain silence in the forest to avoid disturbing the capre and other supernatural beings there. That concludes the third episode of the podcast about the mysterious Capre. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Or you can always become a patron member and get cool benefits. Just head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. Or another option is to donate via GCash. Information will be listed on the description. Once again, thank you to my patrons and to you, my dear listeners. Thank you for continuously supporting the podcast. Please stay safe. This has been Ethan. Thanks for listening to Tabby Tabby Podcast. Join me next time to discuss more Philippine creatures. Bye!